Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. Now, I've talked a lot on this show in the past about math and the applications of math. And what do I mean when I talk about the applications of math? I'm talking about connecting a lot of seemingly abstract concepts and equations to things that are going on in the real world, real careers, real concepts, etc. And this is a constant struggle for teachers. It's just the way the education system is set up. It's the way that we learn material. It's often there there often feels to be a disconnect, which means many teachers, tutors repeatedly get the question, why? Why am I learning what I'm learning? What's the point? When am I ever going to need this? And I say this over and over, it's not an invalid question. It's a, it's a legitimate question. It's a question that should be asked, and it's a question that teachers and parents and everybody in the world should really push to answer. And, and I think it's a question that students should continuously continue to ask. Today, I have on the show Sabri Raja, who is the founder of co-founder of a company called Nepris, and they are trying to answer that exact question of why. Why are we learning certain things and how does it connect to the real world? So Nepris came out of a real need uh, from educators, industry leaders, professionals, and community partners alike to reduce the barriers between industry and education. Their core mission, making industry engagement part of the everyday classroom by empowering teachers to engage students in STEAM. So without further ado, Sabri, Raja, welcome to the show. Thank you, Josefa. Really appreciate the opportunity. So first of all, tell me, what is your background in education, in science, technology, all that? Yeah. Um, my background, I've, my career, I've always been in education technology. Uh, I have not taught in the classroom, but uh, for the past 18 years, um, I have worked in education technology, working very closely with classroom teachers, math and science teachers, um, in in basically focusing on their classroom needs and how technology can help solve um, and bridge gaps that can help teachers be better teachers or uh, be an aid for them in helping improve outcomes for students. So pretty much to the last 18 to 20 years, um, I worked for Texas Instruments for a long time in their education group. And then I um, ended up um, co-founding Nepris uh, four years back. I see. And when you, what was the impetus to create Nepris? I mean, what, what was it making many observations of a disconnect mm-hmm. between classes and students in the real world, or how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a personal reason, and then the then also like a professional um, experiences and ob- observations I've made. Uh, personally, you know, I come from a very rural. Um, very small town, rural um, South Indian um, coconut farm. So I, my my parents live on a coconut farm, and uh, 
Uh, I went to boarding school at the age of five because that was the only way I was going to get a good education. But, uh, you know, throughout my schooling, I did well academically uh, because that was expected of me. But I wouldn't say it was fun, you know, because most of the time, like I joke about this, you can you can wake me up in my sleep today and I'll solve a quadratic equation for you. But don't ask me why I'm doing that. Right. So uh, there was really no um, grasp or understanding of why we were learning all these things, especially in math. So personally, um, I also kind of grew up in a rural area. I had very limited exposure to what it is that the real world holds. I knew life in the boarding school and then um, and then back on the farm. That was my world, you know. So with the limited exposure, my personal experiences, I always thought there was, I wish there was a better way to learn um, these concepts, these abstract concepts. And then when I started working in education technology, I got really involved in all these conversations around the country, especially on engaging girls and minorities in STEM. And uh, uh, for five years back in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I got involved with the with all these conversations where the chamber and economic development and industry leaders, school district leaders were getting together and discussing this exact same thing. But what I noticed at the end of the day was there were a lot of great ideas on the whiteboard. But then everybody went off to mind their own business. Some companies did a few things to sort of help bridge this gap. But really, um, there were a lot of conversations and nobody was answering this question of relevance. Right. So and then I had come across the study um, in the Gates Foundation that said um, that what exactly what you said at the beginning of the show, you know, why are we learning what we are learning? That's not an unimportant question. In fact, that is the single um, reason um, why, the single biggest reason why kids drop out. 47% of kids drop out because they don't see the relevance of what they're learning in the classroom. That's by the Gates Foundation study. So sort of I was in this, in the middle of all this, my personal background and, and passion combined with my uh, experience working with classrooms and being in all these conversations across the country, um, how do we convert all this talk into action and how do we bring relevance, you know? So I, in in my mind, you know, me and my co-founder, we were talking about this and we said, you know, there is a, there is a technology platform for everything, like from finding a date to um, connecting with family and friends, but but how do we really create a, a marketplace and a platform where working professionals in the industry can actually connect with classrooms to bring this real world relevance? So it kind of started as that um, the the same day that I was in this day long discussion in the Dallas Fort Worth area. The same evening at eleven o'clock at night, I drove to my co-founder's house and we started brainstorming some ideas and and we were like, you know, I'm I'm we were thinking, I'm pretty sure somebody is doing something about connecting industry to the classroom. But most of what we saw was, you know, uh, STEM days where people were going into classrooms in person talking about their careers, which was still good, but it wasn't really connecting what they were doing to what the curriculum was offering in the classroom. So we wanted to take that step to use technology to bridge that gap. That's how Nepris got started. So let's talk about the actual the the nitty-gritty as far as now let's say i'm a teacher i'm teaching Mm -hmm. math and right now 
literally were actually working on proportions. Mm-hmm. And we actually just did a really fun in-class activity related mm-hmm. to architecture and design, make, creating scale uh-huh. models with uh, uh-huh. 3D printers. That was really cool. But let's, right. say, let's say now I want to integrate by, th- I don't know if it works this quickly, but by Thursday, I want to do a lesson with an industry professional, maybe an engineer, maybe an architect regarding mm-hmm. scaling proportions. What, mm-hmm. h- what are my steps? How do I begin? Yeah, absolutely. I am glad you picked that example because one of our early, early um, math connections was uh, teacher teaching ratios and proportions, uh, put in a request um, saying, you know, I don't know where exactly, um, you know, what kind of professionals apply this in, in the real world. And we ended up connecting the classroom with an architect. So if as a teacher, um, if you want to connect with an industry professional, the steps are very simple. You'll go to nepris.com. Um, you can you can browse through most of it before logging in, but I would advise that you create a login. It literally takes 30 seconds. Um, you Once you log in, um, you can do one of four things. Um, if you want to create a, a particular custom request for your classroom, you will go create a session request. And then you'll have to put in some information. It's very minimal. Like, what's your class studying? Um, who do you want to connect with? If you know who you want to connect with, and what kind of uh, questions um, should be answered, and what outcomes are you expecting? If you know what your curriculum alignment is, like, okay, if you're in Texas, the, what's your TEKS or Common Core? Or if you have those, you can put them in. That's an easy way for industry to understand what your uh, high-level objectives are in the curriculum. And then you picked some dates and times. This is where the trick is. Like you said, Thursday, most probably um, it's not going to be possible to find someone by tomorrow, right? Because no matter what the, how much the technology does, um, there are human beings behind the scenes that has to schedule this into their um, their calendar. There are many steps to make sure that everybody is ready before an actual productive connection happens in the classroom. So we request at least um, three weeks notice. So there's some planning required as you're doing your um, six-week planning and stuff. Think about where you want to bring in your industry professionals. Um, so anyway, the steps to request is very simple. You create a request, you put in your dates and times, you tell us what you want. And as soon as you put in the request, you will see that the system will immediately match your request to, say, a bunch of architects uh, that are in the platform, and it will give those recommendations. But you're not required to... Um, try to contact each one of them. The system automatically sends recommendations out to everybody. We also have a partnership with LinkedIn. So behind the scenes, the same request request gets pushed out to LinkedIn and it gets in front of hundreds of new people that are not yet on Nepris. So basically think of it as we are scouring the world to find you an architect to connect with your classroom to talk about how they apply ratios and proportions in their work. And then once somebody accepts the request, the teacher gets notified, a case manager gets assigned on the on the NEPRIS side. Um, we don't just leave it to chance. If it's the first time, you have the option of doing a mock session with us. So we there's lots of steps because you're connecting to you know a classroom with the actual working professional scheduling, uh, changes, all of this is monitored and, and addressed by our team. Uh, but this process is very simple. And then when, let's say we've now matched with an architect and they said, okay, we found a time and we were ready to come on. Is mm-hmm. it, does Nepris 
assist in terms of setting up a lesson plan mm-hmm. in concert with the teacher and the architect, or is it the left up to the the, the professional working professional to create a lecture or presentation, or how how does that work? Yeah, I mean, NEPRIS provides uh, professionals with a framework um, and uh, best practices, but we do not create lesson plans. Um, And uh, the thing is, one thing I always remind teachers is this professional is not coming into your classroom to teach the unit or teach the topic. They are coming in to say, um, you know, uh, for example, the teacher says, I'm teaching ratios and proportions. Um, My kids would love to see how you apply this in your workplace and uh, you know what kind of what kind of job do you have and so there's it's it's more of bringing relevance so we don't look at this as a full lesson creation so we don't aid in any sort of lesson creation we assume that the teacher already has a lesson plan for this unit and she can share all of that information they have the ability to communicate beforehand uh, what we provide the professional is a framework and saying best practices saying don't show up with a 40 slide powerpoint deck um, make sure there's enough time for q a uh, so some some of those kind of tips and tricks to make it a productive conversation a lot of times um, professionals will come prepared with uh, a few slides. Um, you can go search on nepris.com, search on ratios and proportions in the video library, and you will see how these sessions actually work. Um, in fact, um, it, it's really up to the teacher and the professional what how they want to connect and communicate. We're just there to help make sure that all the conversations are productive, the technology is working fine. Uh, we offer all that, that kind of support. What have you found to be the sweet spot? And, and maybe there's such a huge variance that this, this question has no answer. But what have you generally found is the sweet spot for a, the length of, of one of these sessions? Let's say uh, one of these discussions as part of a, a broader lesson. Yeah, it really depends. But what we're seeing, um, what we're seeing mostly is that the sessions do not extend more than 45 minutes. Uh, more than 45 minutes is a bit too much. Um, if, for example, if, if the classroom is inviting a professional about a particular career or they say okay we just want to do a Q&A session for 15 minutes because one of the curriculum requirements in this particular classroom was one whole week every morning they wanted a STEM professional to come in for 15 minutes do a two-minute introduction and let the kids ask questions so in that case a 15-minute session is is pretty good but a 15 minutes is too short if you're inviting a professional to talk about the application of ratios and proportions. So ideally, um, we would say 30 to 45 minutes is a, is a really good time. Uh, because one of the things is we want to give at least 15 minutes where the students can have conversations with the professionals. Because that's exactly when we see that real learning and real impact happens. So I imagine that... As you're going about, you're making these connections. Mm-hmm. You guys are ga- Nepris is gathering interesting information about h- how relevant careers or how relevant applications can mm-hmm. be tied more directly to curriculums. Do you guys actually are you guys collecting data or maybe giving feedback to educators as far as how maybe how they could modify or adjust their curriculums to be more relevant? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. One thing I forgot to mention when you asked about scheduling a session for Thursday is um, we we understand that not everybody can plan ahead of time. And uh, so we 
after we did our first session with one of the high school classrooms, the teacher said, you know, is it possible to record this because I want to play it in the next classroom next period or tomorrow? Um, so we started recording um, most of the sessions and we now have over 4,500 recorded content. Um, so if you go search on ratios and proportions, you will find plenty of actual live conversations that has happened in the classroom. Um, and that's actually what we, um, you know, provide to the teachers. We say, okay, there's plenty. I mean, that's that's not data, it's content, but all of that is actually captured and available for, for teachers to, to go in and consume at their own convenience. As far as um, do we actually directly provide data to, to teachers, we, we don't have a formal mechanism to do that. When we work with districts, we now work with districts, we work with the State Department of Education, uh, we do have a, a, a full-fledged data analytics platform. So we capture a lot of data. Um, but in, in those cases at the district level, at the state department level, we are providing information on what kind of sessions teachers are requesting and what kind of careers are we seeing that are relevant to topics being taught in the classroom. So we, we do have the ability to provide that, but we're not providing that level of data to the individual teacher. You know, this is the type of data that maybe long term, maybe four or five mm -hmm. years or something, this could be mm -hmm. used to reshape curriculum, especially I think, I mean, this is, this could be so huge. And mm -hmm. I, I do think as mm -hmm. a teacher and as an educator, there are issues and there are things that are maybe outdated or no longer as relevant. Mm -hmm. I, I, the one thing that I just can point to that we recently covered in mathematics was some of these some of these conversion sections, the reason why I mentioned this is because it's mm -hmm. so easy now, especially mm -hmm. on Google or Google conversions. You can, you can make conversions from metric to customary mm -hmm. units or however you mm -hmm. want to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, something like that could be now excised from the curriculum simply based on a relevance or lack thereof. So mm -hmm. I think what you guys are collecting, this could be, this could be so huge. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's go back to Nepris and again, just the logistics of operating it. Is there a how does the does the subscription work, or is there is there a, a free use for certain uh, educators? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a there's a really good free version. In fact, the free version is everything. Um, you if you if you create a login right now, you will have full hundred percent access to all of Nepris. Uh, the free version allows you one custom live session and one industry chat. An industry chat is where uh, if you go look under our industry chat sessions, you'll see companies coming in and offering a lot of different topics. There's This is Engineers Week, so you'll see Intel and Samsung and a lot of different companies offering many different topics where you can just click a button and join that conversation if, 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 if the date and time works for you. So you are allowed one custom session and one um, industry chat, but you also have access to thousands of recorded content. So for example, you in your from your free version, you can access multiple ratios and proportions videos that architects have done. There's um, you know, a whole session on angles, um, how angles is applied in the construction industry. There's linear equations and how it's applied in building roller coasters. So all of this content is part of the free version. And I encourage teachers, even if they don't have time to do the live session, is to go take advantage and, and look at some of this recorded content. 
This is so cool. I mean, and then after ratios and proportions, we are doing linear equations. <clears throat> All this stuff, I'm definitely going to be checking out. I can't wait. Uh, okay. And and guys, if you guys follow the podcast and listen to the podcast, of course, you know that I've done epi- all sorts of episodes and applications of math to the real world. So this is right up my alley, exactly uh, a, a problem that I've been trying to a little bit here and there solve. But mm-hmm. this is this is amazing. So thank you so much, uh, Subri. If people want to check out Nepris, get mm-hmm. in touch with you guys, where do they go? Yeah, just go to nepris.com. Um, there's a button that pops up uh, saying get in touch. Uh, so it's very simple. Uh, that'll come to our support team and uh, they're pretty quick and prompt with their responses. And I hope that you take the time to go to Nepris and, and check it out. There's really some amazing content there. So if you guys missed that, well, of course, you can rewind the podcast and write that down. But if you'd rather go straight to our website and get that information, you can check out the URL in our show notes. You can get the show notes at http colon slash slash scalarlearning.com in the podcast section. And make sure to check back every week for new episodes with leaders in the education world and on the ed tech front. Thank you guys so much for joining us, Subri. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I will see you guys next time. Take it easy.